two, three. Welcome back to another edition of the Key in the Lake podcast, the premier whiskey podcast without the mention of whiskey in the title whatsoever. Today we are recording uh, remotely from my living room with a nice fire in the background. Uh, Wilson Torres is quarantined himself due to his girlfriend telling him he cannot come out and about. And so to my right is the one and the only Callum O'Donnell. Thank you very much for having me once again. There's a big applause in here, somewhere in here. Remy? Remy? No? No. And Remy the dog is also joining us as well. The Siberian Husky from hell um, is staring at me right now with those big blue eyes asking, why is there a fire going? Why is there a Scottishman? And why are you not six feet apart? That's, that's it. At least Remy knows the rules. Yes, absolutely. She, we do have some hand sanitizer somewhere around here. It's, uh, it's here. It's just here. Oh, the two bottles of whiskey? Amongst, oh, amongst there it the is. Booze. This is a, a gift from, uh, from Danny from King of Cups, personally made by him with some Everclear vodka. Oh man! All right. Oh man! Are we getting any questions from the Instagram live? Um, people are people are just uh, saying that we we both look fabulous. Oh well, I and mean, you know we, we didn't are, we didn't mean this, ladies no. and gentlemen, but we are matching. We are, which is uh, which is great actually. Now Definitely so. Um, yeah, well, all of our friends were just bummed. I'm going to take off my headphones. I think everything's recording just fine. If we need to adjust, we'll adjust. Um, and I'm going barefoot. I'm sorry if I turn anybody off with that, but <laughs> don't worry. Um, yeah, but we wanted to basically uh, come together, have a little drink online, have a discussion as well, and talk about the last few days of what's been going on as we've been uh, inside uh, social distancing ourselves. Quarantine. From quarantine. I actually haven't... I if we were under quarantine, you wouldn't be here right now. Yeah, I think... <laughs> uh, well, I actually haven't left the house. I haven't left the house since... When was the last time I left the house? I left. The, I mean, I left the house obviously right now yes. to come here. But I think the the time before that was when I came to see you guys oh, on, um, on Monday? Monday. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's it's insane. It's absolutely insane. We're it at is. that stage, ladies and gentlemen. We're at that stage where it's life changing. I also want to say that we are burning some um, wine red barrel red wine barrel staves in the fire. <laughs> we want apparently double B seventy two. That's Brett Bauer from uh, Sagamore. Brett Bauer, Mr. Sagamore himself. Mm -hmm. He says he wants you to say, "Hey, young world." Hey, young world. There you go. Nailed the it. The podcast has officially started now. Uh, absolutely nailed it. Should we it. pour ourselves a, a wee dram? I think we should, yeah. Well, what we, what well, should we start with? Well, let's go with... Um, We're going to have to open the Abelauer. Let's open the Abelauer then. Okay. Yeah, we have a well, little... Um, so if you don't know uh, that I am a brand ambassador for a company called Star Ward out of Australia, and Callum is a Chicago ambassador for Abelauer out of uh, Scotland. So he uh, is here working um, for the company in the U.S. currently, serving as the ambassador here in Chicago. Um, I just hang out and, you know, drink a little whiskey from Australia. Nothing too much uh, as these days go on. I'm not really sure what I do. Thank you for the pour. So what are we, is it Abelard 12? Abelard 12, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, apparently, this might be our last time allowed out. Might be. There's some word on the, some word on the interwebs that um, the mayor of Chicago is going to have a wee chat with us all this evening. Oh, uh, A little fireside chat himself. Oh. Um, where is she, herself. She's sitting behind her. Yeah. But um, cheers, cheers to you cheers guys. Cheers, everybody out there, yeah. Mm. A delicious, easy drinking space side. As um, always. So, you know, I think for me, the last couple of days, and we touched briefly on it. Yes. You know, um, it really seems like people are trying to rally around um, each other. Yep, definitely. And especially in our industry, guys, I presume the majority of people that are watching yep. 
Um, I presume the majority of you guys that are watching uh, are all... Um, hey. Hey. Um, are all kind of rallying around everybody, uh, which is great. But on the same note, you know, I think it's kind of got real the last kind of four or five days. Right. You know, um, it's got from, it's gone from, from what was before a wee joke. <laughs> Remy. <laughs> <We're trying> oh. <laughs> Remy's mum's trying to get Remy to, to do something, but it's not happening. Nope. Um, it's okay. She'll be fine. She'll be fine. She's going to go talk more gym. Um, but yeah, I really feel, I really feel that's happened that people have kind of rallied around it, um, which is great, mm -hmm. which is absolutely great. Um, and, you know, looking back now, I think it's a shame that we didn't make, really get started a little bit earlier. I watched, right. uh, listened to your podcast the other day with the doctor. Yeah. And he was saying, obviously, that this could go on for a year and a half. Right. So hopefully at some stage, you know, and I think he meant that the... The, the disease, the, the virus, the, virus lasting gonna, the embers yeah, of it will absolutely. burn. But not that it will actually be this catastrophic. Um, and I think what Justin was really great about explaining was that these numbers are going to go higher up because naturally as we test more people, more tests, more people are going to test positively mm -hmm. um, for the virus. doesn't mean it's going to be more deadly. doesn't mean it's going to be more catastrophic than other countries or yeah. whatever has happened in Italy, which I just saw yeah. just surpassed China. Um, for death toll based on the coronavirus. Yeah, 3,400 or something, right, which yeah. is insane. He was saying, like, it's not necessarily going to happen here, but the biggest thing he wanted to get out there is only go to the doctor, only go to the ER if it's absolutely necessary and you're feeling multiple symptoms of the disease. So he laid it out there. If you haven't listened to that podcast, it's probably the one I'd recommend out of any podcast I've ever recorded because... Yeah, it's probably, like, on a... On a well, just on an information scale, mm -hmm. you know, I think um, everybody, everybody in, in our industry, you know, we, we're not experts. None of us are real experts when no. it comes to this stuff. But, you know, Justin, you know, he spent five years at school and then two years in hospitals learning this stuff. Just Four years of school. Well, four years of undergrad, four-year med school, seven-year residency. So f <laughs> what is that, 15 years? Uh, something like that. 15 years, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, just to... He also like, graduated high school basically a year early too. Right, so the guy's obviously quite bright. Oh, he was also running <laughs> Iron Man's wall in med school too. So he's a bad man. Justin, shout out to you, brother. Um, who, he's probably, he, you're probably working your butt off right now right, while we yeah. have a whiskey by the fire. So, so And like he's my best friend in the whole world. As we talked about on the podcast, we've known each other since we were 12. Yeah, Remy, we all love you too. And he stood up as me, for my best man in my wedding as well. But I had never seen his morale kind of down like that when it came to anything involving work or disease control. Remy, Remy, Remy. We're trying, we're trying to, we're trying to juggle the puppy here, guys. But the thing is, you can't without the fireplace. I don't think. Yes. You need the puppy, right? Yeah, you need, to, to you need the husky beside the Even fireplace. Even though we can't see her off camera, barks. Um. um but yeah, no, it's. Uh, but I think what he was, he was I, I, Other people I've ta I've seen talk about it. Um, that are specialists or doctors that are on the news talking about the disease, they're almost like fear mongering about it, yeah. which I, I don't, I don't enjoy. I thought there there was somebody on from the health department in Illinois yesterday on the news, and she just seemed to be putting more fear into the listeners than not, after listening to Justin talk about it. She was just talking about how she wasn't explaining why the numbers of where we would be going up in reported cases, why yeah. the beds were going to be full. It's just more like, don't come if you don't have if you don't have to. This is gonna be bad. Hey, all right. We might we might have to. I'm gonna to I'm gonna let her into the uh, other bedroom where um, Jim Beam marketing and social media headquarters is taking place. Oh, if you nice. Want to carry, if you or, or even into the even into the off room. But yeah, I think um, I think that that's something that. For all of you guys out there, I think we've all kind of seen that. Um, we're kind of seeing that 
after speaking to Justin and after seeing obviously the the the, the doc, the doc himself, the yes. big man himself, yeah. talk a little bit about it. Um, it is. It was a little bit. It was a little bit calming for me actually to hear him chatting about it. Um, it's weird how it's not actually live. Yeah, it's, it's like a it's, it's a little bit of a delay. Yeah, uh, it was actually calming for me. Um, oh no, are we losing people? <laughs> oh, we're back. We're back. It froze for a second. Um, and it was pretty calming for me actually to hear him speak about it. Yeah, uh, especially that part about the eighteen months. You know, I think putting putting a real time frame on things mm-hmm. is good. Um, and I think one of the biggest things right now, and especially with the world of social media and people like us, who we, we actually don't know anything that we're talking about, you know? Yeah. There's so much misinformation. Right. Um, and obviously things are a little bit uh, difficult when, you know, when governments around the world are trying to come together. Um, no, it's... Are uh, we back? I think we're good, yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, we're good. There we are. Yeah, absolutely. Dog's still barking from the other the bedroom. Dog's, the dog's still going for it. She always wants attention. Um, no, it's it definitely, it's difficult to really go through all this and understand what's really going on, what the future is going to be uh, for everybody in Chicago. And today, it was kind of freaked me out that all the sports um, leagues were delaying their their restarts of the seasons even more. And MLB pushing the start of the season back. Uh, Premier League going all the way back to April 30th. Um, I believe uh, the NBA is considering pushing back as well. They're, they're April 30th. Oh, they are? Yeah. They put a date or, on or it? I don't, I, don't think, I don't think they've confirmed, but I mean, even the Premier League, you know, if the Premier League's doing it, um, right. I mean, it's probably one of the biggest sporting leagues in the world right now, so... 100%. I think that that's... If anybody's going to do it, it'll be them. Um, it's just interesting how it changed your entire set of life. It Even just to the to the narrow, narrowest and frivolous points where Saturday mornings I love getting up, going for a run, um, making a cup of coffee, taking my dog out for a walk, and then coming back and watching a little Everton football, mm-hmm. usually draw or lose, but uh, <laughs> always, always still supporting. Merseyside um, Derby. Merseyside Derby. I'll be moving to uh, to Liverpool at some point in my life. I think, that that's, I think that that's something as well that, you know, has really come to me is really kind of seeing everybody in the same situation. Yep. Um, coming to terms with it, you know, um, and starting to figure out that, like, you know, the things that the things that in the past that I have considered important mm-hmm. really aren't. No, you know, they really aren't. No, um, and one thing that's difficult, been difficult for me, is that you'll know that um, you'll know yourself that I live alone. So if anyone out there living alone, solidarity. Um, you should look them up. I live. I live absolutely alone. There's actually there's been like a bit of an exodus from my estate, in the sense that uh, you know there's about there's maybe ten houses or maybe maybe fifteen houses around about me, like apartments and houses and whatnot. And I think there's probably only oh about no, signs drooping. I think there's only about four or five people. Um, quick technical, quick uh, logistical. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure the internet would have let us know, but we are not paying attention. Um, it's going to keep falling and falling. Long as fire the, fall in the fire. Yeah, I'll be fine. Yeah, um, not worry about it. But yeah, that's definitely been something for me. Uh, like I had a couple of whiskeys last night just to myself, mm-hmm. um, just kind of thinking about all this thing. You know, I sat down in my in my kitchen and I actually opened a bottle of the the Abuna Alba, the new Ooh. the new one. I have one of those in there. Well, we could always we could always crack. Um, I did count that I have fourteen bottles of unopened whiskey right now. So oh wow, maybe what now thirteen? Oh thirteen. Um, sorry about that. <laughs> no, um, needs to be open. They need to breathe, let life in. And so yeah, I mean, living alone and seeing all these people kind of move and all the houses around me are totally dead. Um, 
has been weird. And, right. you know, I've called, I've caught up with people in the last few days. I've caught up with people that I haven't spoken to in like mm. in a year, maybe yep. a year and a half, you right. know, because I'm just like, Jesus, like, and, and then they call me and they're like, man, like I've been meaning to call, like I wanted to <laughs> chat to you. They're like, how's San Francisco? And I'm like, well, I'm in Chicago now, so. Life has changed. Life has I was going to ask it, you, where, where were you a year from right now? I was in, um, I was in uh, San Jose. Okay. Yeah, I don't, the actual date, what date are we? Uh, March 19th? I think 18th? I was in LA, actually. I think I was in LA. I went to, 19th. I went to, last year I went to, um, I went to Columbia at the beginning of March. Okay. With my girlfriend and then. After that, when I came back from Columbia, I went to Dallas, and then Dallas, I went to LA for a week. Okay, so you were, um, but still, relatively the same job, employed as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was interesting. So I was sitting there, kind of just journaling the other morning, thinking about last year at this time because yeah. I actually only had my job through Star Wars because of Whiskey Week. Um, oh right, this time yeah, last year. This time last year. Wow. I, right around this time, and would have fallen into, um, you know, our two-week self-quarantine or quarantine by the city in the social distancing process that um, I got offered my job during that week. And I also had many other interviews um, the week before and the week of that as well with other companies. But I was freelancing at the time, and I'm actually going to have a freelancer on um, pretty soon, either next this week or next, to talk about uh, the life of a freelancer because all of your work is essentially gone and you're not getting paid. Yeah. Where we are salary employees, or at least I'm assuming you are. I'm a salary <laughs> employee, thank yeah, God. No, and, I, and that's where I'm kind of getting at too is that thankfully my wife and I, we are both salary as employees. We both have health insurance, but at this time last year, I did not have health insurance. Yeah. Um, I was not gainfully employed. I was living essentially from uh, job to job. I was working for a beer company doing sales part-time. I was working for a, a, a fitness company called Onnit doing sales for part-time and then doing freelance photography as well. Yeah. Uh, so, and a lot of that was not paid. Just <laughs> show Can up. Can you imagine now though? Like, I, Well, it freaked me out. I mean, it, it literally freaked me out to the point of, what would we have done? Um, and we were also engaged to be married and it would, the, the wedding would have been about three months from four months from this time last year, if this was all happening, you know, uh, in the current date, but it had been very overwhelming. We had just signed a lease for a new apartment too. So life was changing very rapidly. And I just feel for all the people that are out there going through those changes right now yeah. and stuck, you know, in the rut, obviously our industry friends who are bartenders, um, and, waitresses and doormen and all that stuff where you never know if, uh, you know, how they're going to handle all the situation when um, it's kind of comes clap collapsing down at one time and there's no way of anticipating it. And there's also no way of, you know, kind of uh, setting yourself up for it other than just kind of saving some money. I'm just going to do this here. Right. Let's see if this works. Okay. Are you going to Instagram live, our Instagram live? Yes, that's what I'm Fantastic. doing. It's Instagram live-ception. I love it. Um, so we probably won't be able to answer your questions, people. So yeah, it's going to be difficult to see my questions. my phone is the one recording this right now. Um, but I hope you're just having a drink with us and enjoying the conversation. Uh, I'll check. We'll, we'll try to read off of Callum's phone, which is facing us right now. <laughs> it's far away, but I'll try my best. It's very far, far away. We need a, we need Let a, me put a little message on we, there so we, people we, know what's going on here. Yeah, we need a producer uh, in... Wilson could have been in that producer, but we need to we need to employ more people. The key in the lake needs to expand. Oh, maybe this person will right here. Here's be our producer. Here, be our producer for us. My lovely wife, dressed like an Irish youth. Did we go away? Oh. 
Who asked that? From Brett. Um, I well, I've been using Onnit brands for quite some time. So the question was uh, for the podcast: Is Alpha Brain? Oh, she actually is I doing know. it for us. <laughs> she is it work? Is it good as it work or is it a hoax? Uh, I find it to be very very helpful when I don't use use it. I definitely. Um, I'm not using it right now, so my words aren't very fast. But I typically do take it before podcasts, trying to get my brain flowing a little bit. And if I don't use it, I definitely notice that there are some effects uh, from my mind working a little bit slower. Um, I kind of catch my words faster. Um, What's this? My memory. Alpha Brain. It's a nootropic to help you with memory and focus. Oh. So I have um, bad ADD that was, you know, told me when I was a kid, but I was like, whatever, I'm just a wild guy. Don't worry they, about they it. Told, they told you were just a bad dude. Yeah, <laughs> right. And so uh, I never really did anything about it. And I t- started taking Alpha Brain about five, six years ago because of the infamous or for the famous Joe Rogan podcast. Mm. Um, but then I started actually working for the company last year as a part-time I think he's the only podcast that has more viewers than us or listeners. It's, us. We're like just behind him. Yeah. Yeah, just Could behind him. Uh, when it comes to whiskey talk, yeah, and anything else in life, yeah, definitely. Ooh, we have another question? Yeah. <laughs> Thank what you. Up? Um, They're quite heavy, actually. They are. Maybe this is our workout. I already worked out today. Oh, did you? I ran. I did a two-mile run. Perfect. That's all you need to do. Just stay two two miles, fourteen minutes. I'm sweating from this fire. Yeah, it's kind of nice though. From these barrel staves. It's kind of nice. What is the heat temperature at producer Brittany? We could probably turn it down a little bit. It is like fifty degrees outside. The fire's probably elevating the temperature in this home a little bit. We're gonna have we're gonna have to we're gonna have to push some of the dividends towards Brittany after this. Yeah, and definitely, because we're making so much money from these days. <laughs> from all of our advertisers, I want to <laughs> thank you, Hims, um, Me Undies. Is that a what suit? No, it's not. Sorry. So uh, my colleague Brian Brian Sykes at Aberlour has asked if this is a Jenner Blasi suit. Oh. So we were very fortunate to have some work with a stylist this year. Really? Um, Jenna Blase. Um, and she was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Shout out to Jen. Um, and shout out to Anna and Andy for, for kind of pushing us that way. It definitely it was definitely a, an eye-opening experience. Hmm. But um, Jen basically dressed us at the team at Aberlour. Um, but today, this is an old school suit. I've got a great story about this suit. It looks um, very similar. Is it a J. Crew suit? No, it's not. It's a Zara. It's a Zara number, Ooh, ladies and gentlemen. So when this is a great story, Brittany, you're gonna don't leave or do you have to leave? Brittany is another, another Okay, another this is a quick story. Beam International. So when I first got the job in whiskey, please take it easy over there. When I first it's not that funny. When I first got the job in whiskey, I moved to the Dominican Republic. And I was living there and I remember like I was about I must have been about two or three weeks into the job. And they had Hurricane Matthew in Florida, right? Do you remember that? And we were doing a launch. It was the beginning of October, and we were launching a Chivas Regal Altus in New York, and I'd never been to New York. Ooh. And I was in the Dominican Republic, and they didn't tell me anything. They didn't tell me I was going to go or whatever. So I'd been there for a month, yep. and my boss calls me into the office um, on uh, the Wednesday, and I was shitting myself because I was like, I'm getting fired. This is it. Like, <laughs> I've been here for... I've been here for a month, less than a month, and I'm getting fired. My boss calls me into her office, and she's like, um, what are your plans this weekend? And I was like, uh, I don't really have... She was like, what are you doing tomorrow? Do you have anything on the calendar for tomorrow? I was like, oh, I've got one call with London. And she was like, right, cancel it. Go out and buy a suit, because we're flying you. We're flying you to New York. Um, we're flying you to New York tomorrow, tomorrow morning. Um, so I bought the suit. 
Got to got to the airport. Obviously, I'd never been to New York. I remember sending Snapchats of me in my bedroom at five in the morning because I was just about to get in the taxi. And um, Frank Sinatra, New York, New York was playing on the background. No. Oh. Even better. Coincidentally, or did you actually? Coincidentally, oh. sorry, no. I actually put I put you Frank Sinatra on, okay. but coincidentally, my my favorite song at karaoke has always been New York, New York. But anyway, that's Keys beside version. the point. So I get all the way out to the airport, Brant, like in the morning, and um, and when I get there, I totally hadn't realized that you needed an ESTA visa to travel to New York, and no one had told me that. Where were you at? I was in the Dominican Republic. Ah, yeah. So I needed to, so basically got to the front desk, called my boss and I was like, I don't have the visa. Um, uh, and she was like, right, we'll just get online and do it now. Yep. So I managed to get it, got to New York. I spent 22 hours in New York. So I landed in New York at 11 and I flew out the next day at nine o'clock in the morning. Nice. And it was like a total whirlwind, absolute whirlwind. We were staying at the Beekman Hotel in Manhattan. Mm. We did the launch for Chivas Regal Altus, which is a blended malt, if anyone's like kind of interested in that kind of thing. Um, five really, really nice blends from the Chivas Brothers portfolio. Um, but it was like, that was like a welcoming into this job. That sounds wonderful. You know, oh, it was great, man. Yeah. It was so, so great. Back to... Back to when borders were open. Right, borders were open. <laughs> Back yeah. to when travel was a possibility. New York's folks. the best city to do that into. I recently I just traveled um, in the fall for uh, the Bowery Collective event at the Bowery Hotel in October. That we, I flew in at like 4 p.m. or something like that. Didn't even get a hotel room. Got, so no. I flew in at 4 p.m. I was supposed to go do some photography work at one of our accounts, which I won't name because the bartender didn't show up and we didn't actually do the photos. Oh, no. Yeah, the event started at like 7 o'clock. So I went to the event, worked with my, co my local coworkers there. Great time. Event ends around 10, 11 o'clock, you know, at night. And we're like, let's go out. Mm -hmm. And it's like, let's go out for another one. Let's go see another account. Let's oh, go do this. No. And Been I'm, there. So I had a 6 a.m. flight back to Chicago to go to the Iowa Northwestern game with my friends who were in town. Iowa Northwestern football. Football. Yeah. Football. The real football. The real football. The real football, as I say. And so I stayed out drinking till about 3.30 in the morning. I uh, took a cab to Newark Airport at about 3.30. Got there at 4 o'clock before the gates were even open to go into the back. And flew back home. Came home. Uh... Crushed a beer, a beguiled blonde, I believe. And oh, no way. Went up to, we have some beguiled out there. there. Yeah, I don't know if we can see it. You on can see it in mine. You I, can I see it in mine. You can see it in mine. We do have a growler, a beguiled blonde up top there. Uh, which we did have a good question, by the way. I'll finish the story here. Yeah. And we just drank all night, didn't get a hotel room, came back, went to the ball game. And then actually spent a night at King of Cups, I believe, after that, having some nice, after having some nice Italian dinner. So, good yes. question. Great question. From a great friend of mine. Great friend. Is it great friend. Is it Doogie? It's not Doogie. Doogie, but let, just let it be known that you had a shout out, mate. That's how important you are to me. Can I um, say that I'm drinking Star Wars Nova now? I oh, switched. Nice. Yeah. Well, cheers to that, Slancha. Um, we had a great question. Mm. If you could choose, and now you're not allowed to see your wife because you're with your wife, okay? Allegedly. You're actually, well, you're, you're here in this moment. Yeah. But uh, my friend Paul Nealon, who used to be a Shivas brand ambassador in uh, Thailand. Okay. And then he spent some time in the UK and now he works in London. Yeah. He's currently in Scotland, spending time with his family. Um, he asked if you could be quarantined with mm. anyone from the drink slash whiskey industry. Who would you be quarantined with? Now, I know your wife is obviously... Yeah, she's... she's No, she's in the industry. Partially. She's yeah. in the industry. She's, she's, she's kicking butt in the industry. Right. Um, but who would it be, aside from your wife dead, and Remy? Dead or alive. Dead or alive. Let's, let's do both. 
Well, Paul, we're going to take both, if that's okay. We're going to have one dead, one alive. I don't even know. The, there's the luminaries of the past. I'm not sure. Like how, Other than like master distillers, you don't really even know too many names. Um, that's, um, a, that's a tough I mean, I mean, but you could say, I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if they would totally count, but could you say Hemingway, Churchill? Ooh. Uh, they're you know, more just. I know that they weren't in the, of the consumption. I know that they weren't in the uh, in the whiskey industry. What they're, about fictional and non-fictional? Non-fi- for f- fictional. Fictional. Anyone from from that you know that drank whiskey fictionally? I think basically every advertising marketing campaign for every distillery. Because your man from Mad Men might be he might be interesting. Oh, John Ham. Uh, yeah, Don Draper. Um, yeah, maybe uh, fucking Tommy. Tommy Shelby. Tommy Shelby might be. <laughs> you'd, you'd, I mean, we're, we're dressed for that. True. I, I always feel like I, I do. There's Anybody who grew up with me, just kind of a little side, side part to this question, um, I was always kind of like the kid that wore punk rock T-shirts and girls' jeans at an early age. Skinny jeans. Shout out to Shawn Michael DeFrancesco. Yes. He used to buy his jeans at the ladies' store next to where same. we all bought ours. Same, same, same. And, um, Could barely walk. But I always wanted to like be... As a grown up in a, in a job where you could wear a suit every day. Yeah, no. <laughs> I can, I just don't. Yeah. <laughs> we have the opportunity to wear suits every day, and I we wear, do not want to. I wear a blazer most days, but it's yeah. not really a suit blazer. It's more just kind of a jacket blazer type. I'm, I'm a blazer guy, like yeah. a, a shirt or, or a shirt or a t shirt and right. a blazer. Like, I think it's the best way to kick if about. You say suits are uncomfortable, but if you get a suit made, what, made right and fitted to you, you don't have to spend a ton of money to do any of it. Yeah. Um, it, they're comfortable. So and Tommy cool. Shelby would be proud of us. Okay, so I'll let you go first because I'm, I'm kind of thrown off by the question. I'm going to go... I'm overwhelmed by it. I'm going to go with um, my past. So he no long, he's still alive, but he no longer works in the whiskey industry. Mm. Um, is a guy, really, really good friend of mine. I've mentioned him before, actually. Yeah. David Lynch, not yeah. the director. Not the director. He's currently in New York at the moment. Um, he's, uh, he's working for a startup out of London. Uh, and I've been, I have been, not quarantined, but I've been shut in with him okay. for several days. I went up to Calgary in Canada a few years ago. Um, and we, we tore the place up. It was right. great. And we were in, we, it was so cold that we had to stay inside. So it was a little bit like being quarantined, although we could, we could go out to bars at nights. Um, and then currently from the whiskey industry, I think that there's a lot of, there's a lot, a lot of interest in, a lot of, a lot of names lot, going through my head right now. Yeah. There's a lot of great names out there, but I would go kind of old school mm. And I'd hang around with. I'd probably. I'd probably like to spend some time with with Graham, of course. Graham yeah, Kuchang, I was gonna, Graham's up but there then for me. Graham, yeah. Graham's mentor. Uh, people I've met, Graham's definitely up yeah, there. Yeah, Graham. Graham's mentor, um, or for he was his mentor for a time, was Alan Winchester okay. of the Glen Livet. And mm. I think if you're going to talk whiskey, if you're going to be quarantined with a couple of drams, then then that's that's him. Um, but then you know, if, if if quarantine was really getting down to the yep. the bad stuff, then you'd probably want somebody that was going to really. Right. really keep you going in the tough times, so I'd go with Graham for that because I'm sure that Graham could motivate <laughs> anyone. I'm sure he could. He probably also could, like, make soap for us, some sanitizer. Yeah. Um, build and a great whiskey. B- build a shelter as well. <laughs> yeah, you know, you did, Graham, you lead just a, know lead it, us, Graham. Lead us to water. <laughs> <laughs> you could t- you take, take care of us um, as we can, like, well, we could... Uh, could pour you a drink, make a cup of coffee. I'd make a real cup and, of coffee. And, I th- and you just as know long that, as I go buy the bean from the store and yeah. have running water and all that. You know that Graham could make you a really good like fort as well. Yeah, like a like a fort with chairs and blankets and like you did when yeah. you were a wee one. You know, hundred percent. I'm gonna go just simply based on the stories that my grandfather told me while walk, while working at Jim Beam. 
I think I'm gonna go with Booker. Um, oh, yeah, nice. I, like um, I, I know we're always gonna be well stocked with food. I think with Booker, um, he makes a special cured ham as well. And he'll have so many stories to tell you for like, so he passed away in 2004. So let's say it was 2000, you know, three when this happened yeah. and he would have 60 years of stories to tell you. So yeah. I'm going to co- probably go up there for like anybody in the well, industry. Well, he would, he would have, he would have 61 years of stories now because you know, you would mm. bring them back. For, bring them back for one more. I mean, he, baby. I mean, if you brought someone back from the dead, they might be pretty pissed off that they have to hang out with you or I. That's a good point. That's a really good point. That's a fantastic point, but I mean, that's for the say, for say. I don't think I would actually go with John Hamm, even though I think that the TV show led to the uh, the boom, partially led to the boom of whiskey being the, drank in the America. the old fashioned boom. I think was was, 100%. was that you know that um, was something that um, Remy's Remy's causing disasters in the other room, guys. Uh, what, what else have we got here? Yeah, um, yeah. What else have we got? It's tough to answer that question with people that are currently um, that are colleagues in this industry. I don't know. There's so many so many great names out there, and there's people that you know of personalities on you know through fa- social media and such, but not necessarily you ever had a dram with. But I, I mean, like the guys that we hang out with um, let here check, locally. Let me check your uh, yeah yeah live as well. Definitely uh, for all of you, um, just through the old Dean school. Martin from Wilson. Yeah, he would be good to to have a couple of drams with. I don't think so, but. I, I suppose Frank, Frank Sinatra. But all he's gonna do is drink uh, Jack Daniels, right? Well, apparently, apparently he he did. So Frank Sinatra did a con, a, um, a concert yeah. in the Dominican Republic oh. in the nineties, and apparently he didn't ask for a bottle of Jack. Frank Sinatra Jr. Uh, no, the Frank Sinatra. Well, of course, um, and he didn't ask for a bottle of uh, Jack Daniels. He asked for a bottle of Shivers Twelve. Apparently, wow, that's what they tell me. I love it. Um, if anyone, if anyone can attest to that or not, mm-hmm. please let us know. I mean, I think anyone from the Rat Pack would be cool. I yeah. mean, I think, I think someone like if you're just talking about famous whiskey drinkers, mm-hmm. um, I think someone like Christopher Hitchens would be an amazing conversation. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I think he he embodies the the kind of. Bottle of, he was bottle of Johnny Black every day yep. or something like or half a bottle of Johnny Black every day and a packet of cigarettes, you mm. know. So the guy would definitely have his um have his stories and he was super, super bright. But then also think that um someone like like uh, Churchill or mm-hmm. Hemingway, you know, right. these guys that um or even Orwell as well. Yeah, you know. Uh, Churchill was a single malt drinker, correct? Yeah. He was big on scotch. Churchill was big, big, big on scotch. Oh, um, oh the stave split in half. The stave is split. So we're literally, I mean, if I'm not lying here, we're actually burning barrel staves from red wine casts. Um, they're not Star Wars casts. I'm not sure where I got them from, but they've been in my apartment for quite some time and really haven't used them. And I have about 12 of them. So two of them are keeping this fire going, baby. And keeping us warm. Keeping, keeping us, us warm, warm in this, in this my cold, right shoulder, cold quality. My right shoulder right side of my face is warm. <laughs> we should swap halfway through. Yeah, that's <laughs> all right. We'll keep it going. Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, Mad Men was always something that kind of wanted me to... That was a great go, question, by the way. Yeah, it was a great question. Uh, to go get a drink. And I was a smoker back then as well. Oh, so yeah. I, I, I wouldn't smoke in my apartment while watching it. Mm-hmm. But I would you know, have a pack of cigarettes, a bottle of probably Jameson Black I was drinking back then. Black bottle? Yeah. Black bottle? Great, yeah. great whiskey. Yeah. Um, for... For a twenty-five-year-old, pretty good choice of whiskey back yeah, yeah. ten or eight years ago. So, well, I don't want to. Jameson was my, and I've I've said this before. Yeah. You know, when we did our five, Ooh, yeah, 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 we did our five drinks. Um, my my first kind of foray into whiskey was was through Jameson, right? Um, and the same guy Dave that I mentioned that you know, uh, 
he he kind of I remember the first old fashioned I ever had. Mm. Like I couldn't stand it. Like really? and I remember forcing my way through it and he got another one. And I remember coming to the second one and thinking Do you remember the fruit garnishes in it? Oh no, I think it was orange. Okay. But I remember it being really like dark orange color. <laughs> you know, like yeah. how do you that that, that old fashioned color, you know, that's yeah, like yeah. it's kind of like a purpley orange. Mm-hmm. And um we were in a bar in Madrid and he bought me one and I thought, oh my god, this is horrific. Not Madrid, Iowa. Not Madrid, Iowa. Madrid, Spain. Uh, hearts out to Madrid, Spain. Mm. And he he bought me another one. Mm. And the second one was so much better, you know. And that was like my first kind of fall in love with Jameson moment. I mean, it, up until that point, I've been drinking Jameson with ginger ale always. Right. You know. That was actually a Booker's drink of choice. Was uh, with was, ginger ale. With ginger ale. Oh, bourbon, nice. bourbon with ginger ale. Yeah. And uh, supposedly he never really liked uh, cold drinks, so he always enjoyed whiskey that way, even beers too. Well, the the cold beer thing is um, is quite American, actually. Right. It's quite it's quite it's quite this the Western Hemisphere, if you like. So mm-hmm. you know, you're talking about the, all the Americas. Uh, when I, when I was in Latin America and Canada and Canada, I think your Instagram live. Oh, my low battery sounds good. Um, when I was in when I was in uh, Canada, are we still live on mine? yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm gonna make sure you're, you're 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 connected. Yeah, we're still going, baby. All right. Um, Anne Margaret Wilson said, "For for who quarantine Anne Margaret? No, that no is. clue. You'll no. need to educate us, Wilson. Hey, next hey time Wilson, um, why don't you show up next time instead of and, uh, <laughs> talking about all these que- or proposing all these questions? You could have been answering them. Uh, um, Wilson, who are your choices? <laughs> Shut up, Remy. Thank you, Remy. Um, but yeah, so all all the kind of Western Hemisphere people drink beer really really cold. Mm-hmm. Whereas like in Europe, I mean in the UK people like cold beer. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But in in the kind of mainland Europe, a lot of people will have their beer not warm. Yeah. But not like freezing cold. Right. You know because they like the flavors and the, they they want more flavor. And there's certain beers that should be a little bit more on the warmer yeah. side than the cooler side. But having like a nice like lager cold. Oh, oh after, yeah. After like a long day. Well, I mean, I, you know you that know, that uh, blonde sweating up there. So yeah, you know what I was. Uh, you know what I would say. High life. Oh, pony. Um, I was. Pony. I was actually gonna buy. They had the champagne bottles of High Life. Shout out to the High Life Lounge and my liquor Iowa. store. Yeah, they actually have the champagne bottles still available. Um, I wanted to go buy one, but I took Remy with me, <laughs> and she was acting a fool, and I needed to get soda water. <laughs> So I, you, I forgot to get the high life while I was there because she distracted me from acting a fool because she they had the best treats in the world for her uh, nose bud or her taste buds so um, and her nose as well that she just freaks out and like jumps on, jumps on the counter and is like salivating to get these uh, treats they have behind the counter <laughs> and you know on a nice typical day here in Chicago in Lakeview East Chicago it's fine but um, in these days of germ infestation and viruses spreading it's not the greatest thing to see a dog yeah. uh, jumping on top of the table with somebody paws yeah that's fair that's yeah. totally fair so it actually escaped my mind while I was going to go get those uh, those highlights to share how for us. annoyed were you on the way back that you well, forgot I, I, I actually just remembered right now that I forgot it oh okay great so, so you weren't that annoyed. No, 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 no. And I was also trying to break uh, some change to send uh, my nephew, who's turning 12, $12, because I only had a 20 or two uh, $1 bills. I mean, is that something that happens around the rest of the world? Like, do people get $18 on their 18th birthday? Um, that's what my wife directed me to do, so oh. I followed suit. I mean, $12 when you're 12, I presume that. Well, I don't know how He's far a big reader. I get some a book. So, yeah. Yeah. Or maybe just like a Shake Shack. 
I'm not sure if they have Shake Shack in Des Moines, Maybe. Iowa. Maybe. He's only $8 short of a bio- barrel of oil now. That's a good point. I mean, I know that that fits. So maybe we'll just buy a bar- barrel of oil. Maybe we'll become the next... Be good investment. Oil tycoon. Oil tycoon. I'm an oil man. He's an oil man. Leighton Hookie is a boil is an oil man. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, coming back to that original thing, the Jameson, yeah. like back in the day. Sorry for know. distracting you from no, that. No, 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 I'm not no. Sure it's not a tangent. That's what it's all we about. We should call this like tangentially whiskey instead yeah. of whatever we call this podcast. <laughs> whatever this is. <laughs> By the way, that t-shirt, if anyone's uh, not bought one. Uh, there we go. Yeah. T-shirt, right? The I white gonna t-shirt. Show, I was going to show it later on. Um, after the po- during the podcast. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. So, I mean... Well, I- we do have t-shirts for sale um, just like this. It is a white t-shirt with the black logo, and all the proceeds right now are going to go to Beguile Brewing. Uh, so, I have about 18 t-shirts here. left, and if you want to purchase one on our website at keenlake.com, they are $20, and all the profits will go to the staff at Beguile. Beguile Brewing is where we typically record our podcast, so we want to help our friends and family out there by just donating a little bit of money into their tip jar. We have some there more questions. Go. Fifty-three viewers, fantastic. Um, there was a there was a bunch of people mentioning who they wanted to have. Uh, oh, in quarantine, right? So we had one um, that said James Drury, okay. who was the Abelard brand of Aster in, in France. All right, um, legendary guy. Legend. Um, and then there was a bunch of people saying they're each other and their friends and things right. like that. Right. Trying um, to be. Uh, I won't. I won't. Nice get, I won't sweet. get too bogged down in that. No, I mean, uh, is there any fictional characters you can think of? I mean, in the whiskey industry or just in general? In general, drinkers. Um, I mean, Harry Potter would be great or Dumbledore just to get you out of there. I'm a big Cheers fan. Oh. Yeah, so if I could sit in the pub of Cheers and hang out for... Those guys would be great, though. Like, hanging out for a day in there. You start your day at 9 a.m. You end at midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning. You never really know at Cheers what time it clo- closes. Yeah. Whenever Norm's sitting there by himself, it's time to close. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of good. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not. You know, Cheers was never really that big of a thing mm. in Scotland. Um, what a shame. It was, yeah, it was definitely something that I, I only started to really get into as I got older. Um, but I could definitely see um, fictional characters from, you know, the the West Wing, for example. Have you seen the West Wing? I never watched the West Wing. Amazing, and it's really relevant now. You know, right? Like if you look at our current administration and the way that things were done, and you know, almost any. Uh, my boss always says there's almost any political event you can relate to. Mm-hmm. Although I'm not sure they ever had a quarantine. That would be interesting to know. Probably um, not. But then other fictional characters, or uh, in general, you know, I think that. Um, Someone from like a, a classic, like like Robin Hood or something, something just totally left <laughs> Have field. Have some mead with them. To- to- yeah, totally, totally left field. You know, I'm um, trying to think of like characters in movies that cause you always hear like, "Ah, oh, give me a scotch, give me a scotch on the rocks." In movies, the bad guy I was always asking for, but I can't think of actually any. The bad direct, guy, yeah, yeah, always any James direct. Bond. Martini. I mean, he'd have to do the he'd have to do the vodka martini shaken not stirred malarkey, which we all know <laughs> malarkey is, is malarkey. Yeah, I always wonder that about being um, from the UK. Like, he should really know. Yeah, he should really know that you stir a martini, you don't shake that thing. Although, 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 I think this is this is a really good topic actually, and something that maybe we can delve a little bit more into. I'll put the hand sanitizer right in the front. Ah, no problem. And um, just to sanitize those sands. <laughs> yes, yeah, actually, Danny, shout out to you, man. Hope you're feeling better, Danny. He's a little under the weather. He doesn't believe he has the corona, but just a little bit of a cold. So good time for him to take some time off. Danny's basically a chemist, isn't he? 
Well, it, it seems like it. Uh, when he's not bartending, he is concocting his own, his own brand of non-alcoholic CBD-infused cocktails. Uh-huh. And then he's all, Ready Beverage, R-E-D-D-I uh, Beverage. Yeah. Um, get that out there if you want to have any bitters made for your bar um, when we back, open back up or any non-alcoholic uh, cocktails also in a bottle. These, I mean, this guy is insane. Like, he's so talented. Right. And, you know, I mean, the first time I met Danny, ladies and gents, um, and anyone listen to me. Uh, Danny was supposed to be on the podcast uh, this week. But, we'll um, get him on. But we'll get him on soon. Uh, he's feeling a little underneath the weather, so... So the first time I met him uh, was at uh, a great Star Wars event, which was raising money for one of the first, wow, yeah. um, one of the first catastrophic, catastrophic events of 2020, which was the fires, the Australian fires, the yes, wildfires, the bushfires, and the bushfires. Exactly. Don't call them wild. Don't call them brush. Call them bush. Bushfire. Because you'll be called out if you don't say it right. Oh God, I'm so sorry to yeah, all, 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 our, all of our Australian <laughs> listeners. <laughs> um, that mistake. And so the first time I met him, and he was doing a seltzer with a vodka seltzer. Um, or a seltzer water actually right. was, and it was and it was flavored like Vegemite. He had Vegemite in it, yes. So, I mean, I was a bit like, damn, this guy obviously has a little bit of the old skills. That's the first time I met him. Okay. Yeah, it was my first, my first, my first running with Danny. It was, and a- since then we've been uh, we've been chatting a lot, you know. Right. Yeah, it's a great bar. He uh, he was a twofold in tonic infused Vegemite. Um, cocktail. That's lovely. Yeah, I, I drank mean, maybe too many of them that night. Yeah, I can only imagine. Ooh. Especially when you're running the bill. Some would say. We've all been there. We've all I been was there. actually there last Saturday for St. Paddy's. I uh, had a big day, big night. Oh, you did go there? Yeah, it was. Nice. Uh, I didn't go to King of Pups, but oh. King of Cups, but I was there metaphorically, if you know mm. what I mean. I was I was too many drinks in. I was safe quarantining myself. Yeah, I should have done that. No, actually. I also fact, given was not safe because I was flying that day as well. And Yes. Just may, you were exhausted, man. Something like that. In a long delay for, we actually had a potential, um, I'm not sure what actually happened. We had a medical emergency on our flight, so we got delayed a couple hours. Did um, did that event run? Yeah. Damn. So there we, you go, ladies and gentlemen. I think we chatted so. about it, um, maybe not with you and Ian, but with my buddy Justin. Dr. Justin. Dr. Justin. We, uh, yeah, we did uh, Whiskey to the World, which is a national tour um, on in Denver last Friday night. So like the... 14th, 13th, something like that. 13th, Friday, the 13th. About 220 guests. I would guess. I would. I would guess that showed up. Um, yeah, and it was. They actually I mean, had 320 people sign up for it out of 500, which is still pretty high for you considering know, considering the circumstances that was happening around us. And they actually limited the number of uh, attendees to 250, mm-hmm. um, based on the national man or the uh, um, the guidelines state the time. mandate. Yeah, from the governor, which limited to events to 250 people. And we were still trying to figure this all out. So the event was still going on. It took place. I would say a little over 200 showed up. It was a great time. Um, I think the event turned out pretty well for the customers that showed up and for the brands that were there. Some brands decided not to come and support it. Some large brands too, uh, which I totally understand. And I've talked about it before um, on a couple of their podcasts back, but I was actually very happy that the event was going to go on as so life would continue on because we just didn't know the impact that was actually happening in our country. We were reading about it from afar. We were seeing the NBA 
um, postponed their season. We were seeing the NCAAs being canceled and so forth. But you also saw the Bundesliga being played still. Mm. You saw that the Premier League was only pushing their date back till April 3rd. So they're only going to miss, I think, two games, something like that. Yeah. And I mean, I still, I'm still holding out that, yeah. you know, come early April, we're okay. I hope so. I, I, I mean, I know, I know that, I know that, and anyone that's listening, I know that. Um, I think taking precautions like this, where we're, our city is essentially shut down. I mean, yeah. like we're going out to get essentials, we're going out to get food, water, um, beer, whiskey, walk your dogs, record a podcast, the essentials. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it, yeah, it's. I, mean, I was out on Monday night. I mean, I, I, man, I, I, Monday night, I went around to my friend's place mm-hmm. and then I went straight home. And then since then, since Monday, the only thing I've done is left the house to run. And I have like right. a, an alleyway in the back of my house. Right. And that's the only place I'm running. Well, uh, I just run up and down that alleyway. Dr. Justin said that it's safe to go outside running wherever it may be. Um, you're not going to come in physical contact with people. Obviously, you're not going to like, it would be a, you know, one in a thousand chance that someone sneeze while you're passing them on the trail. You're not going to rub elbows probably. I mean, I run every single day. I've never actually physically touched anybody and I'm yeah. always running past people. Yeah. Um, I mean, every once in a while you want to like spear somebody for, you know, running in the middle of the path, but you uh, come calmer heads and they prevail and don't. I mean, yeah. I mean, you should always stick to your side. Um, yeah. Run right, not on the left side for all you British folk. Whoa. Oh, oh. Um, but yeah, listen, I think, I, look, I, for me personally, and I think everyone listening to this podcast, um, I'm just ready for it to be over now. You know, and we're, I know we're only, I know we're only, f- what, five days in? Sunday, I don't think it's going to happen Monday, anytime Tuesday, soon. Thursday, five days in. Right. So we're probably looking at probably another two and a half weeks. Right. Week and a half at least until the com- until the government says, yo, okay, the cases are right. either dropping or the deaths are dropping. Um, I really hope we don't open up our doors too early as mm-hmm. well. And then we see the numbers. Uh, but I think, I think people in general are going to be terrified for the first. I mean, to fly into the US, I think people are going to be scared for a while. Right, as we should be. You know, yeah. um, I think we're probably going to see like a real, and you know what I hate is that like people, people that work in bars and in hospitality and in our yeah. industry, they're going to see a slow return to form. You know, it's interesting. I was listening to some comedians podcasts yesterday and they're talking about how, like, you know, realistically we could probably go back out on tour in May, but for people to actually gain those paychecks back that they lost and support their tours and come out and have a good time without worrying about the money, they're saying like, yeah, like July, maybe yeah. like where we feel comfortable enough to go travel across yeah. the country, not because they didn't feel unsafe, but just because there might not be anybody there. You know, it yeah. could be uh, empty uh, venues. And you know, we we've spoken a little bit. The team at Aberlour, we've spoken a little bit about this, about how this this might change the way that we do things forever. Mm. You know, it might change the way that people interact. It might change the the travel laws. It might change the the borders. You know, people we don't know. We just don't know. And that's the. There's very few things in my life that I don't like, but when I'm in the lurch, <laughs> like if I'm waiting between things, that's the, ah, I can't stand it. You know, I like knowing that I've got I'm on my my way to something. I don't like knowing that I'm, um, right. I'm in the middle of nothing. You know. Yeah, I hear you. I and mean, part of my job is travel, and yeah. I I'm just at home, and after a few days, not like stir crazy, but just like, what's the point of going on? Have this almost uh, uh. 
philosophical sense from like the Nietzsche side of things of what's the point of doing anything when we're all just going to die? <laughs> not from this virus. Lovely. Just, yeah, not, not from the virus itself, but just for in, in the future. We're like, well, we everything is so dark and unclear right now about how one of the doors is going to open back up for um, restaurants and bars. When is retail going to close their doors potentially? Um, yeah. Even though that I was told by a Benny's employee um, yesterday while going out and visiting accounts. <laughs> As one might do. Yeah. Uh, that uh, the local Benny's right next to me over here in Lakeview, they typically do thirty thousand dollars in uh, on, on Mondays. This Monday they did a hundred thousand dollars. So you people are still Shots going out, out. <laughs> yeah, going out and buying your whiskey and such. Chat town, chat city. <laughs> um, I may or may not have saw a man buy a case of Maker's Mark handles. Oh my God, that's so going to be a six, long month. One bro. liters of Maker's Mark. So here's here's a good question for you. Yeah, let's take it away from the quarantine. I would love to because it's destroying me. What is the biggest amount of booze that you've ever seen bought in a store at one time? I think yesterday in front of me at the store. Really? <laughs> oh, Woo. whoa, whoa! We have we have we've, some, we've lost we have the some, bar spoon. There we go. As uh, for you, just your audio listeners, we. Correcting a sign that we I, stuck up and it's it's it yeah. keeps falling down. I think it might be a heat thing. And pay, we just pay good money for that sign. <laughs> I bought it for our uh, whiskey fest. That's not happening. Oh god! Well, well, we don't know if it was happening. It, it was going to happen. It was going to happen eventually, but we were going to run a Keen Lake whiskey fest, which we talked about in the podcast a couple episodes back. Uh, over at Shuba's. And you know, and you know, you just, still will. Yeah. just, yeah, just before we go back to the optimism, just before we go back to the biggest, the biggest sale you've ever seen, um, I think this is great. That would be, that'll be a great opportunity. Yeah. When the, the time oh, comes, you and know, say it's in early May. And they mid-May. can only have 115 people in the venue itself. So it's still small and contained. So for anyone that's in Chicago, and when, when May time comes around and we're getting back to this and we're rocking and rolling once Check again. Check to see if we got anything on the line. Um, and we're rocking and rolling once again. That's going to be an opportunity for us to all come together and just kind of chat. Um, here comes our producer. Producer's coming back. That's great because um, I can't read by side by side. So I think that's going to be a great opportunity for us to kind of bring people back together in a safe way. And maybe we can reduce the numbers a little bit so it's not too high. Um but do like a whiskeys around the world and figure out a way that we can we can celebrate the fact that we're we're out of quarantine because that would be lovely. Nice. I mean, that's how, true. How, what day are we today? Nineteenth. Nineteenth uh, of March. The nineteenth of March. Wilson asked two questions. Oh my God. One of them, which was, was are you going to answer my question, my call in? He said, I'm not what sure if that? he called in. Um, hey, I'm not sure if anybody's actually watching at this point anymore. They've all given up on us. Hey, that's okay though. That's okay. Yeah, we're almost an hour in. Oh God, are we? Remy's we probably this. blocking the, uh, get out of here. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, sorry. I, I, uh, missed the last part of what you're saying. No, I was just saying that it would be a great opportunity to kind of bring people together. Um, and, and just kind of celebrate the fact that we're out of quarantine. Um, and, uh, celebrate the fact that we're out of quarantine no. and our producer is, uh, yeah. opening a bottle of port. Is that? Yeah. Port. It's already opened. Well, I mean, you know, you could you could do us all a favor. Um, and could you tell us the uh, the brand? 
Neport. Neport um, bought at the Great Bitter Pops over here in the uh, Lakeview neighborhood of Chicago, Illinois. A great indie spirits bottle shop. Also a bar in the back of the bottle shop when they are open for Ooh. business. But uh, yeah, bought the, the restaurant. I believe it's seventeen ninety nine. The only port that they have on the shelf, but it is a wonderful, wonderful oh port. Uh, I Megan, don't if, I don't know if you, I don't know if that port is in the mm. in the camera shot, but man, it was like a proper. This one can be. Look, she's nailing it, man. Oh, there we go. How was your call? Wonderful. Is Wonderful. everyone surviving without you? That's way too much, but thank you. No such thing. It's port, ladies and gentlemen. We uh, big fans of port in the hooky household. Remy, yeah. huge fan. Have you ever been to Porto? Uh, we, so we were in Portugal um, for our honeymoon last summer. Oh, man. Uh, we did not go to Porto, unfortunately. Oh, we're just going to take that down. Yeah. Um, we didn't go to, uh, to Porto. Um, we went to Lisbon and then south... Throughout the country, my dog. Oh, there we go. Um, then went to the Algarve and made our way back up north. And went to Sintra and ended our vacation back in Lisbon. Oh, nice! Um, but it was uh, a wonderful experience. We ended our evenings, our nights, every our days, every night by drinking in a glass of port and having a pasty. Oh yes, yes. That's a the famous pasties. That's a that's a pretty good story though. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a great trip. Was honeymoon good? Uh, yes, lots of sex. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, hello. Um, we're, we're, on, our, we're on another. Our producer here, now is live. Our producer uh, is going yeah. live from from who? I believe I believe she's having a girls' night. Is that nope? Oh, she's closing the doors on us. <laughs> We've lost our producer. Definitely a girls' night, ladies and gentlemen. Remy, can you take back over? No, but uh, <laughs> our producer is having a uh, virtual happy hour with her friends. Um, what was I saying before the portal? Um, the sex and the honeymoon. No, before that, the before the portal. God damn. Too much Oof. Porto. Too much Porto, too much whiskey. Anyway. Are you staying for dinner? Yeah, I'm staying for dinner. We're what gonna are we have, cooking? Uh, well, I, ha- I bought some steaks from uh, Gibson Steakhouse. Local Chicago Excuse favorite. Me? Um, Excuse me? Yeah, so they're selling, their, staying, they're selling their steaks for cost. Wow, man. Yeah, so we got some Australian ribeye. They are? Yeah. I might have to buy like five and just eat them five days in a row. You can have bang, them, bang, bang, can bang, have bang, them cooked or not cooked. No, no, not cooked. Yeah. I so, believe in myself. I have a cast iron skillet. Mm. And anyone listening to this podcast, anyone that's actually managed to make it this far, we had we had the dog interruption. We we had all the, the sign and the and the and the live on Instagram. But thank you so much for making it this far. But listen. It's only 55, 56 minutes in. Here's my one recommendation for your life. Mm. Cast iron skillet. Great. Three words. One dream, one opportunity. That was two fingers. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, uh, guys, I cannot recommend the cast iron skillet enough. And you know what? You know what else I can't recommend enough? Is to take this time Mm. that you have to go around these restaurants like Gibson's Italia, Gibson's Steakhouse to go around these amazing restaurants and call them and ask them, listen, guys, like, is there any way that I can get this, that, or the next thing? Can you cook me a dinner? Can I pick it up? Can you drop it off? It's a great segue. Um, and then and my last thing that I'll recommend mm. is something that my dad said to me today, which was quite poignant, actually. Mike O'Donnell. Mike O'Donnell. Shout out to you. Legend. Um, enjoy the little things. Enjoy the little things. Yeah. 
you know, take this time to really enjoy the little things. Open your back door every so often mm. and just listen to the silence in the street and enjoy a little bit of the cold. Put some shorts on and get yeah, that little weird breeze around your neck. you hear birds chirping, chirping in the background, which you never hear in the city. Heat from the fire. And Crackle. A good, a good glass of port on your honeymoon. Yeah. A good glass of port with whoever you're quarantined with. If you're mm. quarantined alone, use this time to, to speak to your loved ones to catch up um, and maybe to get a little bit fitter. I agree. Um, it's fitting, being more fit, being healthy is one thing that we're really broadcasting in out. a warm shower. Ooh. When things just fit in the places that they're meant to be. Yeah. And staying fit, staying healthy, not just physically, but also mentally. Yeah. These times of being kind of fresh, stuck indoors, fresh, fresh. All the gyms being closed. Organize yourself. Mm. Schedule. Yeah. Start your day off, you know, right. Uh, if it is working out or taking a shower and putting your work clothes back on, just so you feel like you're actually doing something and going from step to step and achieving something hour by hour. It's you so know, nice to do that. Personally for me, this has been one of the hardest weeks of my life mm. because I'm a very, very, very social guy. Very, very social guy. And um, oh, Thank you. No, no, just, just fi- for those listening, I was just fixing the hand sanitizer there. But I'm a very, very, very social guy. Um, I've lived my whole... Our producer's having a party. In <laughs> I've lived my whole life um, kind of happy-go-lucky. Um, and I've been on this podcast a bunch of times, and anyone that's ever heard my voice before, you maybe know this, but... It's I, very sexy. I, I'm the kind of guy that I just live every day as best I can. Not like it's my last, otherwise I'd be jumping off of buildings. And But you're very social. But I'm very, very social and I love going out. But this week has been really, really hard for me for, for several reasons. Um, the first one's a personal release reason and the second one is um, the second one is obviously this idea that we're, we're caught here, we're stuck here in this, in this limbo, in this lurch. Um, and I'm just going <laughs> to... We're stuck here in this limbo or this lurch here which has been really, really difficult for me personally. And if you're at home by yourself, uh, you can find me at, at spirited underscore words on Instagram. But if you're at home by yourself and you're struggling and, and you think that you think that maybe maybe this is going to really take it out of you these next couple of weeks, man, get in touch, drop me a little direct message or even better, drop us a little line at Key in the Lake and, and get on to us and just talk to us about what you're going through and, and what you feel. And, 100%. Um, and, uh, like I said, you know, focus on enjoying the little things. Try your best to, to make it through, like, what yeah. is what will be a really, really difficult for two weeks. And, you know, I just want to say something as well about people that do, uh, that people that do like alcohol and whatnot. There's people out there, not just in hospitality, but people that have, um, the people that might be struggling from a, from a, an alcohol standpoint or, or any kind of, any kind of, um, Standpoint where you need something to get through your daily life. And if that's where you are, find us at Key in the Lake um, and speak to us, you know, because it's important for us to be there for you guys as listeners. Um, I agree. I, I, I said to my boss the other day that I was doing this. Um, I was. I think we lost a live audience. We hit an hour mark, so it always kills after that. Um, I think I was, I was actually talking to my boss the other day. I feel a little bit more relaxed now there's no live audience. Uh, I was talking to my boss the other day about how... I've been on Keen the Lake. I think this must be my seventh time now. Yeah, sounds about right. Jakey Sneaky. Um, Let's just call it eight. Eight, twelve. Fifteenth time on the show. Um, 
And one of the things that he said, he was like, oh, like, you're basically a host now. Yeah. And 100%. I kind of feel that way. I kind of feel like I feel a little bit of ownership for Key in the Lake. And it was funny because when we first started organizing the event, the World of Whiskey's event with Shubas that was going to be at the beginning of April, and we were super excited about it. It was going to be a live podcast, blah, 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 blah. You know, at first when we organized that event, you know, I was really thinking about how to get the most out of it from a brand perspective, uh, from my brand, uh, Aberlour, not my brand, but um, the whiskey brand that I work Your for. Your employer. My employer. The person that pays my salary. Thank mm. fuck. Got him. Um, but then on the other side of that, you know, I started thinking about how much Key in the Lake is starting to mean to me. And now in these last couple of days of quarantine, you know, you you do you do start to think about the things that you're doing in your life and the things that you the things that you have on a on like a constant scale. Oh know? yeah, I um, agree. And that's why I think like exercise is going to have to become something a bit more important for me. Uh, I'm going to have to talk a little bit more about that to myself. But things like these, like these little projects that it literally began for you and Wilson as like, hey baby. It literally began it for you, Wilson, as something just just totally random, right? I mean, it was pretty much. I mean, it was a way to catch up, uh, as we've talked about before in the past. Is that I, I kind of always wanted to start a podcast, and I had all these ideas floating around, and you know, all of these friends that I thought would be great conversation. And actually, Doctor Justin and I were always talking about starting our own podcast together. So we actually got to record one less this week. It was very special for us. And have we ever had Remy on the podcast? No, I'm sure she's made a few appearances. Say something, she's just sniffing the microphone right now. Don't eat that. <laughs> I want to eat your microphone. Do you want to go in the other bedroom with our producer? Hmm? No, she's going to lie down. She's quiet now. Give her one of those allergy pills. Yeah, so you were so, going to start a podcast with Justin. Well, we always, we always, we wanted to do it, and obviously he was busy. He lives in L.A. I live in Chicago, so it was kind of difficult in that sense to ever do it. But we always would just every once in a while oh, text each other, and be like, "Hey, let's start a podcast." And who are we going to? Who are we going to? Good port, great port. Um, yeah, it's great, Tony. Um, Thank you, Brittany. And we wanted to talk to interesting people, and the whole concept was always that we would talk to people that are living there. That are living their lives. It's really nice. It's really, really nice port. Just thanking you for that. I is, is, what is it? What's the age then? Is it Madeira barrels or what? Do we know? It tastes Madeira-ish. Hello, ladies. <laughs> uh, we're actually on. We're actually on film to the ladies' night. Hi, ladies. How are you doing? Um, <laughs> hold on. Let me put this in here. Those are uh, those are all my um, current and future clients. Hi there, ladies. How are you doing? <laughs> Fantastic. Is Cal everybody surviving another quarantine? another virtual uh, cocktail hour as we're doing here such in our life. Look after yourselves, all right? Look after Brittany as well. Because I'm looking after Jake. <laughs> Someone's got to. The ladies who she's chatting with are all current and future um, clients of mine for wedding photos. Or no, for uh, baby photos. So, oh, yeah. but they've already been clients for wedding photos. Uh, one maybe I'm not sure who's all on there, but no, it was. Uh, so Justin and I always want to talk to the interesting people that are out there living their dream. And for me at the time, I really wasn't. I was. Yeah, I've been working in the industry. I've I'm looking forward to meeting you, Justin. I don't know if he's made. I don't know if anyone makes it this far into our podcast when we're when we're doing this kind right. of stuff. But uh, well, he'll, I, I'm he'll, really looking forward to meeting him. He'll be here for him. two years. You know, starting in Ju- July. So. Is he doing another residency? He's or? doing his fellowship at Northwestern. So he's moving to Studerville in July. 
So we'll go to. Uh, so you grew up with this we'll, guy. We'll go to drum bar and hang you, out a lot. You, you, grew up, you grew up with Justin. We did. And like, did you know that he was the brightest cookie you'd ever met or what? Yeah, he was like the kind of guy, like, you always knew he was the one that got to go to med school or be a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that, like, like where, he'd, do a, he'd do an undergrad degree and he wouldn't, he'd need more. Yeah. It was also like, he could also like be playing the MLS too. Oh, really? Super yeah. athlete? Yeah. Not Are super you, athlete, but good at soccer. One of those fuckers, man. Yeah. And like, also he's like, hey, I'm going to be an Ironman. But not deciding to do that to do that until uh, he's in med school. So he was what twenty five. Yeah, and so I was actually living on his couch at the time. You were. Yeah, and, good man. In Arbor, Michigan, couch surfer. Yeah, well, I had a job where I just Surfing traveled the all the time and didn't really need to live anywhere. So I crashed on a few couches across this great nation of ours, and that was one of them. And we the states that are united of America. They sure are. No passport needed for now. <laughs> well, <laughs> and uh, so we just, uh, it was awesome because we were, um, we always stayed in touch during undergrad, but it wasn't until kind of later on in life that we, I think we became like the best of best friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he moved to LA. I spent some time with him in LA, a little bit here and there. I was kind of more settling with uh, my current wife and producer of Key in the Lake, Brittany Ainsworth Hookie. Producer. Yeah. It's a new title of hers. But yeah, it was That's great. I and, love that. And, but yeah, and so him and I were just kind of back to the original question was that we wanted to record a podcast together, talking to people that were living interesting lives because I was traveling a lot and doing interesting things, but not necessarily living like, fulfilled yeah. at all. And uh, it wasn't until, until Wilson and I had actually quit our jobs at Koval Distillery mm-hmm. and went our separate ways that we were founded a way of, I found it a way to be like, Every Friday, we have to meet Epigile and have a conversation over beer. This time, though, we're going to record it. And I wanted to get those voices out um, that were behind the bottle, mm-hmm. behind the distillery that made everything so great. So we started just talking to people that were in the industry from all circumstances. And it just kind of kept going from there. I think now, like, I, I like how you have taken some ownership over this. Yeah, because it definitely the last... Well, the last two or three times I've been on, mm-hmm. I've definitely felt that... I want everyone to. I mean, I just... Yeah. Even talking with Angie Jackson, who's a Traverse City brand ambassador, um, who's been just like an OG in this industry. Who's Matt Brown. You know? Yeah, Matt Brown. Someone like, who's been on a lot. Well, yeah, and like Angie's never been on. I wanted her to be on. Uh, just like she just sent me a message today saying, like, thanks for everything you do. And I'm like, no, thanks for everything you do. Like, you know, you're the stories that we want to tell, and we haven't told that story yet, but we will be soon, uh, hopefully that it's it's just something that I see it as an industry podcast and yeah. it's 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 not wasn't the intention of it whatsoever. Um I've had people like DM me and say like this is a shitty podcast. What are you doing? <laughs> like, okay, well I don't really care. Yeah, but no one um, gives a shit about Well that it's usually shit. guys that have guns and whiskey in their photos. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah. so thank I, you for I, that. I might gentlemen. got into a uh, um, a little um, dispute on the internet last night oh with a few God. guys, oh and they're God. like, "Oh!" And I involved Matt Brown in this conversation because he likes to get in there as well, and mix it up. The, and they're like, "You guys," must, right? and like it was this comments like, "You must be the biggest bitches in the world." I'm like, I'm like, and I was just like, "The biggest bitches in the world. We are the biggest bitches in the world. We, we as far as and bitches like, go, we are the only." And they're just like, it, it, "I feel it. I feel it's really unfortunate because." They don't understand the complexities and the foolishness that it is to post pictures with whiskey or any alcohol. Um, you know, uh, gun violence is very rapid in the city that we live in, and also gun violence is the third leading death, or alcoholism is the third leading death in the United States. And when you combine those two factors together, yeah, it's so just very it's unfortunate. An axis of doom. Axis of doom is a great way of putting it. 
And I would just, I'm, I'm not trying to like, people think I'm trying to like attack their businesses because they have these photos with guns and whiskey in them. It's like, I'm not attacking your business. I'm attacking your intelligence as a human being. Mm-hmm. And not understanding the aspect of that individuals outside of maybe your smaller towns that you live in, you might think it looks cool. You might think it's like macho or whatever, whatever it is. I'm making it for a small penis. I don't know. I'm not going to call you out on that, but it's just, if it was making up for a small penis, I would be carrying a gun with me right now. Maybe you are, (laughs) (laughs) but it's just, it's, I find it so irresponsible to post any sort of alcohol and guns together because those two are leading causes of death. It's Mm -hmm. a responsibility you need to have with both of those things. I come from a background, a family of hunters. I have gone hunting as a child. Um, I support hunting entirely when it's done responsibly and for the right reasons. And I also support uh, whiskey and I support alcohol and I support drinking, but only for the right reasons. Yeah. And combining those two two things together, you're only asking for disaster. I mean, I think, you know what, I was speaking to a friend of mine and we've talked about this a lot and, and we do talk about this, but it's really important that you drinking especially. I mean, if you're holding the gun, right, then you you feel the, the you feel the, the power you the have inside of you. Exactly, you know, and that's the scary thing about alcohol. It's the scary thing about even even things like weed. And um, is Remy struggling? She needs even, something. She even, probably wants me to rattle her bowl, make sure that she still has food in her bowl, even though she has food in her bowl. Hey, baby. Hey, baby girl. She is there. Um, so. That one of the things that always freaks me out about booze is that the power of booze right. is just as destructive, if not more, than alcohol, uh, than guns. Sorry, right? right? I mean, I understand that guns, in an immediate effect, they're super destructive. Um, they're super destructive, and they, they, you know, they kill someone immediately. Right. And they'll ruin families. It's right? not like a Lego where you destroy the Legos and you put it back together real quickly. Yeah. It's a consequence that has you a can very build something back up, right. right? But with alcohol, it's like a, it's like this quiet. Mm. Not what's quiet. Going on, not baby? quiet. Remy, you're not quiet you, right you now. You keep sharing your thoughts. I'm gonna get her some food. Okay. Um, yeah, one of that. That's one of the things with booze that I always feel is that it's a, it's something that can really affect you long term and can affect your family and your family's family and the rest of it. Um, I think everybody, I think everybody we know has had some kind of a, some kind of impact and and some kind of effect over their life, especially in the United States, especially in the Western world, of of people that are alcoholics or that they have a substance abuse problem. Right. And I think as well that right now we're talking about how the coronavirus has no um, the coronavirus has no real test. Um, you know, if if you could test for alcohol abuse or, or or substance abuse, can you imagine the positives we would have across this country? Positives, and would you have those tests at front, of, like right in the front of your alcohol store, and would it like scan right in front of you and say, no, you can't have any because you test positive for alcoholism? You you have you've had an alcoholic drink in the last seven days or something, and it was right. too much, you know? You know, in certain circumstances, it would be great. Like, if you're at a bar, and it's one o'clock in the morning, and you walk in, they're like, hey, guys, you've obviously had a fun is, night, the thing is, this but is you can take away our freedoms This that is way. the problem. This is right. the problem. The way that we're built, a lot of bars are pushing the limit all the time. They know that they shouldn't serve you another right. drink. I mean, I, it, hap- it happens to me all the time now. Right. Like, when I'm in somewhere, and I'm thinking, hmm... Should I have one more? I can't even <laughs> pronounce the words like directly to your face, and you're you're gonna pour me another drink. Strange. Hey, um, shut up! Come on, baby. And so, so you know that's the kind of stage that I get to. 
Um, and uh, you know, I, I'm thinking that the bars, the bars are just so desperate to make more money, right? That they and we see a desperation playing out right they now. Have to, they have us, to, they right? have to buy. They have to let you buy it. They have to because you're seeing establishments right now going producing GoFundMe accounts that have been open for. 20, 25 years. And obviously there's ones that have been open for a couple of years, if not less, opening gun fo- GoFundMe accounts for their employees as well as we're in this time where a work stoppage is... <laughs> Remy's throwing balls now at us. But we're in a time of a work stoppage where it's mandated if these people can't work. And I get it you know, to a certain extent where these employers can't pay them. Yeah. The ones that have been open for a very long well, time, I don't understand. I'm like, are you still living month to month? Scotland is very much like the United States in the sense that um, Scotland's very much like the United States in the sense that uh, that we are owned a lot of the a lot of the big spots are owned by by big groups. Okay. And as Remy goes dancing off into the distance, there, um, G1, which is one of the biggest groups in the UK, yeah. just laid off. Every employee today. Wow. Every single employee. How many are we talking? I don't know. I, I can I can Over say. 200? But, but oh, way over. We're talking about a restaurant group, humongous restaurant group. Okay. Especially in Scotland. Great. So, for example, when I was, when I was a young lad, mm-hmm. when I was a young warthog, um, when I was a young warthog, as, as um, Pumbaa sang in, 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 uh, in The Lion King, um, she, basically, I used to work for a brand, uh, a brand, the brand G1 Entertainment, and um, they essentially were owned. They owned a bunch of different spots in Edinburgh, and there was one particular that I worked for called, <coughs> called Cabaret Voltaire. Thanks, Remy. They worked for Cabaret Voltaire, um, or they owned Cabaret Voltaire, who I worked for, and um, they also owned Biddy Mulligans, and these were some of the probably the most popular bars in the city. Um, now they own they own spots in Glasgow, they own spots across Edinburgh, um, they own spots everywhere. So it's a pretty disastrous thing. And you know, my younger sister's at university and she's just about to finish. But she was telling me today that her, a lot of her friends have been laid off wow. and they don't have any jobs yet, and they're full of student debt. They have to pay rent right. to their places. Their parents sometimes live in foreign countries. Mm. They can't get out. It's it's really getting to that stage now, man. And I mean, I know I, I know I promised I wouldn't come back to the quarantine, but no, no, it's, I, no. I think it's uh, it's something that's happening in our lives, and we can't. It's we're completely impacted by it. From whenever you think about anything you want to do, when it goes from uh, going to buy some chicken at the grocery store to ordering whatever you might need online at Amazon, you're you always you're one quick click away. But now it's one click, but out and we'll let you know when it's back in order we rely on technology we rely on um, this is supply commerce chain. so the much supply chain is yeah. so big you know and and we're struggling through it um and you know my friend today a good friend of mine Matt Don Levy he's a forex trader you know and he he loves a bar in London um called Blackrock you heard of it you'd love it sounds familiar Blackrock is phenomenal well, there's a there's actually a whiskey there that the um they mature in the table. Really? It's very interesting. There's basically a, a, a run in the table, and there's glass on the top of the run, and they leave the whiskey in there, and it matures in the wood of the table, and then they just pour you from the table. So you can have the house whiskey, 
that comes from the table. How long is the agent there? So the agent, I think the first time, the first time, I, or the only time I went there, um, they'd aged the whiskey for 12 years. Okay. But it'd been in the table for a year and a half and they vat it when it's in the table, you know? Really? Um, yeah. So it's pretty interesting, man. It's a pretty interesting concept. I like that. That seems pretty cool. It's cool, man. Should I we just open a bar? I mean, when, when the world stops hating you know, stuff. I, I would love to open a bar. I've spoke about it on the podcast before. It would only be local Midwest whiskeys and spirits. And yeah, and, and one scotch. One scotch. Aberlauer. Oh. I was going to say Akatosh. No, you weren't. Triple <laughs> distilled? Come on, baby. You might as well have Irish in there. Oh, right. <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, Akatosh is amazing Showing whiskey. some support for the wife and the producer. Yeah, Akatosh is incredible whiskey. And it's so tasty. Do you have a... So I was actually having a conversation with our buddy Bob from Fountainhead, which you should go out there and support them by uh, buying from their market or ordering from the restaurant that I pick up and delivery allowed over in the Ravenswood neighborhood of Chicago. Um, but Bob and I were talking about how, like, Glenn Farkless is just like that. Just that it just tastes like whiskey. Glenn Farkless. I like to say it both ways. I'm feeling more American right now. Okay. I mean, sometimes I say Farkles, and sometimes I say Farkless. Some sometimes you go, you know, if you're in, ladies and gents, if you're in Glasgow or whatever, and you say Glenn Farkless, they'll know what you're talking about. Um, it's just the way they say it, Glenn Farkless. <laughs> in Glasgow. Can you say it pro- appropriately then? Glenn Farkless. Appropriately? Yes. Yeah, Glenn Farkless. That's how I would say it. Yeah. But like a lot of Glaswegians would say Glenn Fockless. Rush. Glenn Fockless. Glenn Fockless. Fockless. Glenn Fockless. Glenn and then just fuck less. Shaken. Not stirred. There you go. So Perfect. it's a great whiskey. It tastes no, like scotch. It, 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 I like I like Farkless Andronic actually. Yeah, but yeah, and but like Farkless is like it's just one of those whiskeys where every time I have it. And I've been fortunate enough to have like 17, 21 year old. I had um, a 26 year old Glenn Farkless recently. Bob had a 60 year old. Oh. So the 62 that just came out, him and his brother Aaron, who owns Fountainhead, they went there to do a barrel pick and they actually got to taste it when I was at 60 years old. But him and I were just talking about how I'm like, dude, when I had a 21 year old whiskey from them, it's just like, this is what whiskey should taste like. It's just so good. Like, it just has like all these great present it's flavors. Complexity as well, man. Yeah, it's like that comes from years in the wood. But it's but it's also just so easy drinking at the same time. You know, I heard this great explanation the other day, and I'm going to butcher it, so be aware. I will. Um, Already am. But the I was talking. I was in a bar. It was probably about a week ago, and we were talking about how we were talking about how whiskey is like the agent statement is so different. You know, like people talk about the, the agent of, of whiskey and how you can age it faster now through chemicals and all right. this kind of thing. And this bartender was basically saying to me that the way he thought about it was that the the aging process is like knowing things. It's like owning things. It's like having this this power, right, where you, you've been somewhere where you shouldn't have been. And he was saying that, like, if you took a 15-year-old today, right, and you put them on the internet, you get them, you, a 15-year-old that knows nothing, right? Totally new, totally brand new. Oh, a 15-year-old child, not, 15, a, not a barrel. No, no, a 15-year-old <laughs> kid, right? Who knows nothing. And you put them in, you put them on the internet for six years, right? Okay. They're going to learn, right. like, all this kind of stuff, right? And by the time they get to 21, you know, they... They're, they're, they're great, you know? And this 15-year-old is... they Before they, before they knew about the internet, they... Um, you know, they, they didn't really know anything. They didn't learn anything, whatever. Hmm. But then 
the difference is, is that if you take some of them when they're one and then you, you let them travel, you let them see the things that this person's learning on the internet, you let them experience the culture, it's a totally different aspect, right? And he was basically equating that to whiskey. He tried whiskeys that were three, four years old that had been chemically aged and they'd been aged in places that, you know, the barrels age very, very fast. Yeah. And he was like, but nothing beats like, you know, you take a Glen experience. Like you take a Glen Farkless and you rest it. And he said, and he said something that I think is very true. There's also something to be said for the fact that when you hold a whiskey that you know is old, like you know it's from 25 years ago, mm. there is a there is like a weight to it, right? There's a weight to that. Like yeah. there's a weight to that occasion. There's mem- there's there's memories. There's blood. Yeah, like what was that? Tears. Do- yeah, what was I doing 25 years ago? I have that question all the time because, you know, as the great homage goes in the whiskey industry is that, you know, you make your first batch of whiskey, make your second batch of whiskey. As a distiller, you taste it. You know where your company's going in the future. But your third batch, you may never taste that. And that's left back for your your children, for the next generation of people to try. And go ahead and not judge, but enjoy your distillery, hopefully. And that's for the memories that are inside of those barrels, inside of that whiskey, inside of that glass. And I can only hope that... And that, and that is the reason that the people that post the whiskey and the guns don't right. understand. Yeah. Because that's what we're talking about. We're not There's a responsibility that these people have generated a very long time ago um, for us to enjoy in our glass today. Yeah. And I think that's the respect that you just have for uh, drinking in general. Um, now that our life... Our live stream has ended. Our little cocktail hour with our local friends here in Chicago and across the world that have joined us too. It's also ended. I guess it's time to uh, go ahead and uh, say goodbye to our viewers, our listeners on the podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. Please pour me another dram. Um, I think maybe we should keep doing this every other day, maybe or so. Um, if you feel confident enough to come over and. Yeah, have, I think. I think. Um, I think <laughs> thank you, Remy. I think I think what I was gonna say was that maybe next time we could record, we could do a guest performance at my place. Yeah, I love that. Um, and I could cook you and Brett dinner if you guys wanted. Be wonderful. And um, I, I'd also say if there's any bars out there that want to open their doors to us to come and record, not to be open for the public, but, but yeah, to come and record that'd be great. I mean, I'd love to do one at Sportsman's. Yeah, uh, turn the fire, the fire on at yeah, the back. Yeah, and do an outside one, yeah. an outside cast. I don't know if that would be possible. Are you listening? Um, I can get in touch with Tad. Yeah. No, I think uh, if there's any friends out there that want to do something just to kind of uh, break up the mundane, um, uh, we're out there for you. We're out there to yeah. support you. If you're listening um, for wherever you're at in the United States or wherever you're at in America, if you have the availability for restaurants and bars to be ordered online, buy gift cards, donate in any possible way, please go and do that. Support your brothers and sisters that are out of a job currently that will have no um, salary, no uh, income for the next uh, at least a week and a half which will probably end up being a little bit longer too. Um, love them that way. Show your Does support. Um, we're all human beings in this world, and that's the way we can stay connected through that by uh, donating those gift cards and buying meals and buying drinks to go if you're living in New York too, which is a nice little thing to oh, have. Yeah. 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 Other than that, guys, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks Thank for watching guys. to all our viewers that were here earlier uh, watching us in the first hour of the podcast. Um, thanks, Remy, for being disruptive and being a, <laughs> just a bitch overall. Um, but I love you so much because you're my little angel. But, you, but you're my little angel because uh, you're my first talk I ever had, and I love you. Oh, dearly. These last six years have been a magical experience for me and you. Haven't they? Uh, Callum, thanks for coming on. Man, it's my pleasure. Thank uh, you so much Avalar, for having me. thanks for being great friends of ours. 
Um, Wilson, uh, get yourself checked out, I guess. Um, you're in quarantine. And just I mean, if Wilson could get tested and he's pos- and he's not positive, then welcome back to the podcast anytime. Yeah, yeah, anytime. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for everybody else out there, stay safe, take care of yourself, and uh, we'll see you uh, real soon. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys.